For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The Bone, it is the Mike Calta Show, 710 on a Tuesday. Coming up in just a few, we're going to do news. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll be talking with Dominic Ferriello, our attorney, your attorney. We'll be giving out free legal advice. So if you've had some problems, you don't know if you need a lawyer, maybe you have a lawyer that's not that great, you want to double check on something, you can talk to Dom. We'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour. I'm still a little panicked, everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be. You did it. Hard part's over. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is your safe place. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is Eagle's Nest. Except for uh, I was explaining, if you're just tuning in, I got here a little late today. I don't know what happened, but uh, nothing. No alarms. Anything. I woke up at 6:02 from a text from Spanish saying "Let's do this" or whatever it was, <laughs> and uh, just panicked and ran in here and stuff. Uh, I I think this is 2020 because. Wasn't Spanish late for the very first time this year as well? That was the very first time you've been late? No. I think that was last year. He, was plus, it last year? He, he's yeah. Been, he's been late. Pretty sure. No, I haven't been late one time. <laughs> yeah, it was one time. One yeah. time in 11 years. And it was my fault. I take full responsibility for that. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just Panic City. So so I didn't really have uh, time to get news already or anything. So we're going to do kind of a hybrid of uh, just ripping stories out of the news here and looking through stuff and talking about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. On the fly. We'll see how it goes. All right. Here it is. It's time for news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. Today's news is brought to you by our friends at Pelt Shoes. Say you woke up late. You need to run really fast. You need some fancy (laughs) shoes to get you there. (laughs) Pelt Shoes has them. They have over 150 brands of shoes, all different sizes. They can socially distance, size your foot. They're very safe. All seven locations back open, ready to go for you. And, of course, you can stop in there for the perfect fit. Make sure you whisper my name, Calvin, and get 10% off. A lady uh, direct messaged me on uh, on, uh, Instagram yesterday. And said, what is the deal with the uh, discount if I say Calvin? And I go, you don't get any discount for Calvin. I don't know who that is. I said, but for if you say my name, Galvin, you get 10% on And she's like, oh, damn, autocorrect. <laughs> I let her slide. I let her slide by on that one. Oh, man. Uh, so President Trump, I heard you guys, by the way, talking about this on my way in. President Trump was in the middle of giving a press briefing yesterday when he was abruptly ushered out of the room. He came back later and said that there was a shooting outside of the White House, uh, which is some scary stuff. Whenever you see the president get rushed off, you know, while he's in the yeah. middle of a speech going on. But uh, here is a, a little clip from uh, Trump talking about the situation or I guess talking and then having the uh, people come and get him. You're just about going to be topping records, hopefully Perfect. soon. Excuse me. There was a shooting outside of the White House. It seems that the person was was shot by Secret Service. 
No, we, there are no details. We just found out just now somebody is taken to the hospital. It was the suspect who was shot. It might not have had anything to do with me. It might have been something else. It <laughs> might not have had anything to do with yeah. me. Uh, that's weird, though. Yes, yeah, as I was saying earlier, I was like, of all the times now during the pandemic, just rush off the podium. I, the first thing that I, when I saw this on social media was, oh, what now? What possibly could be happening now? Well, if you see the way that they do it, they kind of come up and tell him. They're like, hey, we got to go. They're finishing yeah. it. Instead of just going... Just swarm and grabbing them and, you know, doing that where if there's, uh, you know, an active shooter or something going on. So they probably knew that they already killed the guy. Yeah. But, you know, obviously they got to be safe and get the president to where he needs to go. And you don't I was know if watching... he has an accomplice. You know? yeah. yeah, sure. I was watching this live and it was weird to watch because, you know, it's very casual and Trump says nothing. He just cuts off. And the last time I saw something like that similar was... 9-11, the clip of them going in to talk to President uh, Bush at the time. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. they just, like, whisper in his ear, and then he gets up and walks out of the room. It's it's very eerie when you watch it live because you have no idea what the hell is happening because it's just – there must be White House protocol that if this guy comes and says, let's go, That's no it. questions asked, Oh, absolutely. Go, yeah. Because Trump just literally stopped mid-sentence and then walked off. Yeah, because I, I – and I may be totally wrong. This is me going based off of, like, West Wing and stuff. But I believe the Secret Service, if there is a problem or anything, they become in charge. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though you're right. the president and you're the ruler of the free world, because of the situation, they're going to tell you what to do. And no, you can't leave this room. And no, you can't go there. You know what I mean? Like, if you it's, wanted to do something, they're like, nope. Yeah, I imagine it's very much ask questions later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was weird. It was it's live because I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah, remember the uh, 9-11 thing you were talking about, George Bush? He was uh, talking to children. He was, like, reading yeah. books to children yeah. in, in a Sarasota. school. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was in Sarasota. Yeah. Oh, man. The, and they, there, the big controversy was that he sat there for, like, six minutes or seven minutes before he got up. Right. Which, you know, you could go either way on that. Either you go yeah. fast or you kind of... Make it so the kids aren't freaking out and stuff, but who knows? Yeah, you, you know, you don't know what you do until you're president and you're sitting there and somebody whispers in your ear, hey, you know, the buildings are going down and stuff. And uh, the, whole, the media is right there and they give them no explanation as to what's happening. So the media gets up and they're all running to the windows and trying to see what's going on outside. Yeah. Like, are we under attack? It was, it was weird. Uh, right now, it is up in the air if there's going to be any college football season. Uh, I don't particularly care about this, but I know that it's huge to everybody. There's a lot of people that love college football and also how much money it makes for the schools. Uh, Some of the coaches are saying they are in favor of playing the season. In fact, we have the uh, Louisville head coach uh, talking about how his uh, players cried whenever they found out that the season may be canceled. Here is the Louisville coach. We're playing with these 18 to 22-year-olds' minds by some of these leagues are are doing this yo-yo. This is what we're going to do one day, but then two days later, we're going to do this right here. I mean, that's not leadership. It's hurtful, actually. We had players this morning crying in 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 our meetings. They're crying because they want to play. Coach, we've done everything we're supposed to do. What, what's this talk about these leagues? You know, what's that going to do to us? Yeah, I mean, if you do think about it, it is young kids, you know, playing college football. Uh, so I, I'm sure they'd be upset about that. Nebraska's head coach, Scott Frost, doesn't want uh, the football season canceled. He actually thinks it's the safest place for his players to be. Here he is talking about that. 
We feel, and I feel 100% certain, that the safest place for our players in regards to coronavirus is right here where there's structure, where there's testing, where there's medical supervision, where they have motivation to make smart decisions to stay away from the virus, because if they don't, they're going to lose what they love and lose their opportunity to play football. Uh, what do you think, Gio? You're a uh, football, uh, college football guy. You think there's going to be a season or no? I don't know, man. I know, the, you know, the ACC and the SEC, which is like, you know, that's Florida State and Florida and all those schools, they, they say they want to play. They were going to play anyways. But and I think these college athletes, when they say that they're safer at school, they're probably right because they're being monitored all the time as opposed to they're just going back to their homes. Right. Um, well- I've said well, all along that I didn't think it was going to happen because if students aren't really fully allowed on campus, it was going to be hard to have student athletes on campus. But I don't know, man. But what and if the, the student top- athlete? Oh, sorry, Carmen, go ahead. I was going to say, well, the top guy right now in college football, Trevor Lawrence, he went to Twitter and he had a big yeah. view about how he thinks it's actually safer for them to play because people at home aren't socially distancing. Yeah. You, everyone that's back home from their high school are just out partying now because they don't have school. And he's like, you know, we love to play this game. We want to play this game for most of us. This is our last year to play this game. And he's really fighting to play. And he's the top guy who doesn't need to play because he already has a spot in yeah, the draft. I mean, he's definitely, I mean, people say he's probably going to be the number one pick next year, so he's got really nothing to, to gain by playing, whereas a lot of guys, majority of college football players don't make it to the NFL. It's a very right. small sure. percentage that goes on. So this is it for those guys to get their college degree and even maybe have a shot to, to go to the league. But yeah. he makes a strong point that the players are probably safer at school playing sports because they're they're they have top doctors nutrition they're uh, where they're living everything they're monitored they you know 24 7 their schedule structured so to say that they are probably safer it's school and athletic programs is probably correct uh, i saw joe burrow who uh he got uh drafted isn't he with the browns right uh bangles bangles uh he uh tweeted out he said my heart goes out to these guys he goes if this would have happened last year i'd probably be looking for a regular job right now you know because yeah. Yeah, <laughs> think about it like he's a pro football player that's all he's been going for and who knows what he would have done if he didn't get into that he'd be like and okay well i guess i'm working at starbucks now Joe Burrow, you know, prior to the season last year, he wasn't the the number one overall NFL pick. He wasn't the Heisman Trophy winner. He had this monster, monster season, and he became a household name book right. because of it. And now he that you know that earned him a thirty million dollar contract. So the and guys the that are going to the, yeah, the guys that are going to the league, you know, there's millions and millions of dollars uh, on the line for them personally. And not only that, but a lot of these small college towns like your Gainesville's, your Tallahassee's. Those economies in those towns, they revolve around college football. Hotels, bars, restaurants, businesses, like they bank, they make their money on this when everyone, you know, hundreds of thousands of people swarm to these small cities over the weekends and these bars and places make a killing. So there's a lot of, if there's no college football, a lot of these businesses are, that are already hurting because of the pandemic are going to be completely just crushed without the that income locally i would, ima- I I would to- imagine there's even people that live by the stadium that make a ton of money yeah. off of parking you know <laughs> they let people park in their yard or wherever so before i moved to florida i used to just serve i was a waitress at the closest bar to the michigan stadium yeah and in one night i made eleven hundred dollars nice one right. night you know what i mean and i had to work all day but still like you got to think like that made my month 
So would, you get <laughs> right. So you get eight of those weekends during football season. You're going to make a big chunk of your money probably for the year. That's how I moved of, to Florida. Right. So it's off it's. Of that. It's just a bummer, man. I I think I've said college football wasn't going to happen. Now that you've got Power Five conferences that are opting out, it seems like the SEC and the ACC are still holding on. But you know who knows what happens or how long they'll be able to hold on before they're pressured to also fold in and and cancel their seasons. Yeah, Spanish. What are your thoughts on the Power Five? Oh man, Power <laughs> Five is way better than the slippery three. So I don't know. Uh, I did re- I did read an article, Gio. I don't know if you saw that that uh, our governor is trying to get uh, UF and FSU to play at least this year. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did. I don't think that happens because the teams are to even play they're trying to stay within their conference so they limit the traveling even though Florida Florida State is close but overall they're trying to stop teams from having to travel long distances but in all seriousness what if they just did that instead of playing where like you had I don't know what the regions are or whatever but you just played in your own state you know what I mean like so because you could have you have numerous different universities that are in the same state you could just have those people play and at least you can get some type of college football going well now that's what they're trying to do by just you know, containing it to just their yeah. conference. That's why Florida, Florida State aren't going to be playing. That's a shame. Sorry, well, Gio. I'm sure we'll, uh, you know, continue to hear about this and find out what's going on. Uh, a guy who robbed more than a dozen banks in Maryland area uh, back between 2012 and 2016 had uh, stopped and might have never been caught. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but he broke his hiatus on Tuesday. Ooh, my hiatus. Uh, <laughs> he robbed a bank, and the cops caught him in the act. He blamed it on uh, his work drying up during the pandemic, so he needed the money. But he had gotten away with dozens of banks or bank robberies over, like, four years. And then he was like, I got to do one more, and that's when you get caught. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Don't get greedy, man. Just be happy with what you got. But how many do you rob before you say enough is enough? Because if you do two or three, then you're like, all right, I got this. Right. You would think you want to go and make a big score. But I think the problem with that is the banks don't have or hold as much money money. as people think. Mm -hmm. And if you are doing that, you have to get into the vault. And that's a lot more difficult than just going in and getting money from the tellers. And that teller money may be, you know, have the paint packs on it and stuff. Uh, also, I had heard a stat. This was a while back, so I don't know if this has changed now. They only catch one-third of all bank robbers. Yeah, that I, I totally could believe that. Because they're not going in and getting millions of dollars. They may go yeah. in and get $7,000, you know, like from yeah. one teller, and they just run out and stuff, and whether they necessarily catch them. I remember watching a, uh, a Dateline or a 2020 where the guy would rob banks, and they could not figure out how this guy was getting away. What he was doing was he would get rob the bank and then run down and get into a kayak. There was a uh, like a river that was right near, you know, right downtown. And he would get in the kayak and just go down and go to like the next town where he had his car parked and he'd get out and do that. Yeah, it was pretty smart. It was pretty. I mean, of course, they wound up catching him. Yeah, it's not as smart as your hot air balloon idea, but it's up there. Kevin, is is this the guy? Because this guy's 71 years old. Uh, that may be him. I don't know. I didn't see a picture of him. Yeah, uh, think, is that the guy that's who's that's in... the six Maryland bank robberies? Yeah, yeah. Maryland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's him. Wow, he's very <laughs> unsuspecting. Got away right? with it. Yeah. Got yeah. away with it until he was seventy. Yeah, I was oh, just getting pennies uh... for my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
This isn't my bag of money. What is this? So that's still going on, huh? The coin, coin uh, shortage? Oh, my God, yes. They're, uh, different companies now are trying to offer you incentives to bring coins. I have a whole drawer full of coins that I'm refusing to give up because when the economy collapses, that's going to be the new gold. <laughs> so here's my question. Why? So. Why what? <clears throat> Why do we not have enough coins? I don't know. Maybe because they were spending... Uh, you know, a dollar to make 50 cents or we're spending two cents to make a penny? Like, no, what are I we doing? That, but, I mean, we've had coins in circulation for so long, you know, that they should still be out there. I mean, but, it may be because whenever I get change, I throw it in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or people just holding on to it like Spanish. You know, you have those big water jugs mm-hmm. and people do, and then they save their change, and then they just never take it in. Yeah, but there's places that are giving you, like, incentives. If you bring change yeah. in, they're giving you more than what it's worth. You know, because they need the coins yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't use coins, and any time I get coins back, I just put it in my center console on my car. But I, I would say if I went out there right now, I have at most $3. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I almost never use cash. I always use my card for everything. Over the weekend, I went and washed my car at the car wash, and I was vacuuming it out. And the center console had a bunch of coins, probably a dollar or two worth. And then rather than, like, pick them all out, I took the vacuum. <laughs> I sucked them all up. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not going to sit here and clean all these uh, pennies and dimes out and stuff. Oh, Just, you're the worst. Good. So uh, nice when I did a, a marathon a few years ago, uh, I would be running and I would go. And sometimes I wouldn't. I, I felt like I didn't want to run on the trail, so I would run like in normal areas, you know what I mean? So I'd go past 7-Elevens or anything like that, and I would bring like five bucks with me just in case I needed to get water or Gatorade or something because I was going pretty far. Well, then I would not want to carry change with me, so I would either tell them, put it in the, you know, take a penny, leave a penny, but if it was like 75 cents or something like that, I felt like I was the best human being in the world because I would go out and like sit it on the windowsill and be like, a homeless person is going to find this and they'll be very happy. (laughs) They'll be able to get a Slim Jim or something. I thought I was such a good person. Meanwhile, nobody's probably ever found it. I could probably go to the 7-Eleven. It's still sitting there. Uh, 80% of people say they are creatures of habit. Uh, the top ten thing or the top things that we do the same day every or the same way every day include sleeping on the same side of the bed. Does everybody yep. do that? Oh yeah, I do that. Even I, if even if right you're single, middle. okay, yeah, spread yeah. it out, air yep. it out a little bit. Uh, also, sitting in the same spot on your sofa always. Yep. In fact, I move my wife, my dogs, whatever. I go that move. That's my spot. You know, <laughs> you gotta get out of there. Uh, also, styling our hair the same way, which is funny because Mike will come in sometimes and be like, oh, I didn't have any gel, and we're like, it looks exactly the same. Yep. <laughs> you know? But think about that. You do. Uh, there's so many things that you do exactly the same way, even when you're cooking. You know, oh, yeah. you make sure that you do this exactly the same way all the time. I was very, I'm very much a creature of habit. Uh, whenever I used to bartend, I would set up my bar exactly the same way all the time. And if somebody had to use my well and move something, I'm like, oh, what are we doing? Yeah. got to put it back. <laughs> not like, not like OCD, you know, crazy, but it was just, that was the most efficient way for me to work, to know where everything was. So if anybody moved anything, I would freak out. I feel like I have a little bit of OCD because I have, uh, with my car, you know, I have the clicker to lock it. 
And then if I, whenever I leave my car, I have to lock it three times when oh, I really? get out of the car. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And I notice I do it without even thinking about it. Like yesterday, I went to Publix, and I honked it twice. And then while I was walking away, I just reached in my pocket and honked it again, just habitually. And I was like, what am I doing, crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, every, time, every time I drive my car, I get in the same door. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> Try getting in the back door one time. <laughs> Change it up. That makes sense. Uh, let's go to uh, Ryan. You're on the Mike Kelta show. What's happening, Ryan? Hey, what's up, guys? So uh, I'm sure everybody's seen Star Wars. Yes. So that when the Federation credits hit. Um, when the Federation credits hit. Sorry. My alarm went off on my phone. That's oh, all, guys. Mine did Radio etiquette. <laughs> I know. Uh, Galvin, you're going to tear me. Don't, please. I've had a rough morning. So anyways, <laughs> Star Wars Federation credits. When they got rid of paper currency, the first thing they did was cause a coin shortage in the books. And uh, that's what they're doing now. This coin shortage, it's a way to get the, the currencies back to a uh, credit level. And they're going to eventually get rid of paper currency. But the first step is to get rid of coin currency. And what better way to incentivize the citizens to say, hey, we'll give you more than your coins are worth. That's yeah. the only way to get them out of our pocket. I mean, it sounds crazy whenever you're uh, comparing it to Star Wars, but that could, could totally be true. And we've talked yeah. about it before. Like, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know if they took all the paper and coins away, but you still had money and you could still use your card. Or like you said, if they had the credits or anything, what the difference would be there. And I'm all for that because I don't use regular cash, paper money. Is my, well, I use my card right. all the time. I believe if you go on a credit-based system, that means you're basically saying you owe whatever government is giving you the credit. You're like right debt. now, yeah, right now you just like yeah, I basically we have the control to to, to keep our assets through a liquid right. asset with cash. Uh, right now, if we ever went to the credit system, not only do they entirely be able to control the way you finance yourself, but uh, everything is tracked. Uh, monetarily, which, you know, at that point, we're already there at this stage, so. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you for the call, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. No problem, guys. Take care. Uh, Yeah, but okay, so say we didn't do the government credit thing. We just did where we still have the money the same way that it works whenever you use your debit card, but there's no physical cash. Yeah. Could we do that? Yeah, but again, the problem is I uh, well, not the problem is, but it just becomes uh, like who do you trust at that point? Because like I like for example, I use Bank of America, and let's say they get rid of my ability to have cash on hand. You can only use your debit card or your credit card at any point. If Bank of America is having any problems financially, they can just go in and take my money, and it's their money technically because I'm on a credit based system. Yeah, you know what I mean. Kind of like I the casinos. Like casinos have a, have to have enough cash to cover all the bets. Correct. Yeah, the, uh, they won't have to do that. Yeah, because it'll be a credit, and they could dictate however much the money is worth, which the Federal Reserve does right now. But imagine, you know, everybody has. If you have a hundred dollars in your account, and they decide, well, one dollar is now actually worth half of its original value, they just bumped you down to fifty bucks, and you didn't do or were, you know, didn't have any say in it whatsoever. Think about this: What if we went to a barter system? What would you be able to barter? Oof! <laughs> like think snuggle, about snuggle bucks, <laughs> right? Like think uh-huh. about what you have. What craft you have? What what is something you could do oh, that would um, be able to trade or barter for? My wife. Yep. <laughs> My wife. Right? Carmen, you're, you're about the only one that's getting stuff. 
The rest yeah. of us are like, uh, hey, Carmen, could you uh, go over to this guy's <laughs> house and get me uh, some gasoline? Nope, that's why yeah. you got married. Oh, man. Pour out your own ladies. Oh, I, got my- <laughs> <laughs> I have my own problems. Uh, uh, I can come over and be sarcastic to you? Is yeah. That, is that worth anything? I can make you laugh. Uh, I could teach a kid drums. <laughs> yeah, well, not bad. My, my kid's been playing for four years, so that, I'm not good enough. I can't teach yeah. them. <laughs> I could learn from them, maybe. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be bad news uh, if you had to barter for stuff. Oh, I couldn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, thing, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know I, you guys probably aren't on Reddit as much as I am, but there's a lot of stuff on Reddit right now about that. what that guy saying about the corn, coin yeah. shortage and conspiracy theories and stuff. I don't know if any of you guys are aware about what's going on in Australia. There seems to be a lot of crazy stuff going on in Australia where they've shut the country down. They're blocking off roads, and they have infrastructure building, but they're not telling anybody what's going on. i got to be honest with you, Spanish. You blew my mind the other day when you said about Australia and that they have an army. I didn't even know they had yeah. <laughs> so they're going they're going door to door to make people aren't leaving their homes. So some something's happening over there and the citizens are trying to like get cases, information out. But their corona cases are like skyrocketing is what the government is saying. It, is, and right. that's what that's the news what they're putting out. But Yeah, uh, which is just and I don't know. If if it is skyrocketing, they I don't know how they went from a normal lockdown to now they have the army showing up at your front door. Like, imagine if they did that here. You know what I mean? We could go back on lockdown, but now imagine you're getting knocks on the door in the morning and at night to make sure everybody's still in the house. Good night, mate. Everybody in here? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It, uh... Uh, Plus I don't know where you, where we're going to go from here. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything to help with coronavirus. Everyone's like, nope, uh, we're just going to keep living the same way we're living. So I don't think coronavirus is ever going away. No, it's definitely not ever going away. That's why a lot of the begin like the, uh, that one Michael, Dr. Michael Ostenberg, the guy that was on Joe Rogan, was saying that this is just going to become the new flu. And people, you know, everyone's going to be well, affected by it eventually. So... What they're going to have to work on, though, as opposed to a vaccine, is the treatment. So when you do get sick, the treatment right. they have to keep you from dying. Right, and that's why they're trying to work on uh, ventilators that are way cheaper than the right. ones whenever they first came out. You know, well, people are building ones that are cheaper, and you know, R- Russia is now saying yesterday their the news was breaking that they have a vaccine and that is ready to to be given to people. Mm. No, this is how you they infiltrate that? us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is how I'm they not doing yeah. That. <laughs> uh, Spanish, you do the intermittent fasting, don't you? I do every day. Uh, what is your hours that you do? Sixteen hours. Sixteen hours. Uh, do you feel like it works for you? Uh, I, I definitely can feel a difference on my energy level in the morning. So there are different lengths of uh, fasting, which you always include your time sleeping. So like sixteen hours of fasting, eight hours where you can eat. Uh, 18 hours of fasting, 6 hours of eating, or 20 hours of fasting, and 4 hours of eating. Well, here's some good news. A new study out of University of Illinois at Chicago looked into intermittent fasting diets and found they work. Uh, And you don't have to fast for that long. Their study found people who did diets wound up eating about 550 fewer calories every day and lost about 3% of their body weight in 10 weeks. And there wasn't any difference for people who fasted for 18 hours versus people who fasted 20 hours. So if you uh, want to try this, you don't have to do the hardcore 20-hour fast version to see some results. Also, if you're wondering if you'll be too hungry, the study found that people did get mild headaches 
when they first started the intermittent fasting plans, but those went away. Yeah, I will say that it, I'm. I don't eat. I eat way less now, so that's definitely true. That's just because my stomach is shrinking. But I don't. I'm even when I do eat, I'm not. I don't really feel starving like I used to feel before I was doing the fasting. I was listening to uh, Rob Lowe was on with Joe Rogan, and we can all admit that Rob Lowe is probably yeah. the perfect human, yeah, right? Like, I mean, yeah. look at the guy. He's gorgeous. whatever fifty something, and he looks he like an he, yeah, yeah, and he looks fantastic. He's always in great shape. He said that he does the intermittent fasting, and he'll actually do where he does 24 hours every couple days he said but he goes it's not like i'm not eating anything he goes i'll just go from dinner to dinner you know what i mean so he'll eat dinner one day and then he won't eat anything until dinner the next day and then i'll go back to his normal intermittent fasting yeah Yeah, but he said that it it works he said he actually learned it from uh from jimmy kimmel because remember jimmy kimmel was like pudgy yeah you know looked kind of swole and stuff and then all of a sudden he was you know, skinny and in in good shape and stuff. Well, at least skinny. I don't know in good shape. I've never seen him with a shirt. Yeah. I don't know if he have, has abs or anything. But he lost weight and looked a lot healthier and stuff. But he said that's who he learned it from. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want to try that. I'd see a doctor can, before you do anything like that. Yeah. Can you drink water or is it or are you only yeah. primarily you, food? You drink yeah, you water, drink water. Coffee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anybody do water and coffee? Yeah, black. You have to drink it black. Has anybody done a? Uh, long fast where you like fasted for like three or four days no but i want to because they say a fast for three days like is a total boost for your immune system Uh uh-huh so i was thinking about trying it the problem is i get so so bitchy after like a day and a half i did it when i was younger i did it and i forget how long i did it but i did it for a few days and then the last day i just ate like fruit i had some apples and stuff yeah but i did it for quite a while i was pretty impressive uh because you're at first you're starving you're like yeah. okay i'm starving but if you can get past that then you're fine you know and it seems okay but yeah but i like, did it for a few days you can't do anything right you can't like work out and stuff because otherwise you'll just burn through too much energy uh, i was I'm a kid assuming. i was a kid so i was doing normal kid stuff so i don't know i don't remember whether i played any basketball or soccer or anything like mm. that but yeah, it would probably wear you out you know because you're burning calories yeah. and then burning calories on top of that so I'm I'm a big fan of the intermittent fasting. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I need to yeah. I need to eat like every four hours, just little snacks. I'm a snacker all day. Yeah, <laughs> just a little snack like two burritos. Well, there, there's One. there's science behind that too, though, Carmen. Right. Where if you eat smaller meals throughout the day, as opposed mm-hmm. to eating three big meals, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's so funny because if you look at the way they have the uh, the um, nutrition set up. You know, it's from way back whenever they didn't know a lot of stuff. And that food pyramid is ridiculous. Yeah, it's so you know? yeah. yeah, they say, really, you should take that food pyramid and upside. flip it upside down. Yeah. yeah. So you're eating way more fruits and vegetables and stuff. But, yeah, a lot of people go off. Of that. I mean, think about it. Whenever you're younger, meat and potatoes and make sure you eat all this and, you yeah. know, finish, your, finish everything on your plate or you're going to yep. be in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's good. That's instilling good dieting ideas. Yeah. Healthy habits. <laughs> uh, Zach. Zach Efron is going to star in a remake. Ooh, I'm a fan of Zach. Three Men and a Baby. No. Yeah, it's going to be a wow. remake <laughs> for Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's all we know about it at this point. It just came out that he's going to be in the uh, remake. Of course, the original came out in 1987 that starred uh, Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson as three New York bachelors who find themselves caring for a baby. <laughs> Remember, for the longest time, there was like the myth that there was a dead kid in the back in the scene yes. of Three Men and a Baby. Yes, yeah. 
And they're like, they're like, oh, he died on set, and then the ghost is in the in the frame. <laughs> Do you know what that was? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, bumps. it was a a cardboard cutout, is what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. a cardboard cutout that was behind the uh, curtain, and they thought it was like a ghost. That's <laughs> but so back funny. before the internet, you could that was the rumor going around. So you'd get the VHS and watch it, and you'd kind of see it, and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, there's a ghost! Yeah. It's true." Because isn't there a guy with his wang out in the final scene of uh, Teen Wolf? Uh, I think so. I believe in the gymnasium. At least that was the rumor that went around. Yeah. I don't know whether he just has his fly unzipped or what the deal is. But <laughs> yeah, he, he said did that, that he had, on purpose. Yeah, that he yeah. had his wang yeah. out <laughs> when awesome. they're panning through. Great that's, movie, by the way. What is going through your mind to think of that? And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's bad. Like, that's classic. You know, like, you're in that movie forever, and if you get away with that. But to think of that, be like, what should I do? I don't know. Yeah. I'll pull, when- my, pull my stuff out. <laughs> when me and Joe and Spanish were on the set at Kevin Smith's movie, we were sitting there and Joe was thinking of all kinds of crazy things we could do That's <laughs> like right. on camera. Because <laughs> yeah. right. we were there for like 15 hours and we got uh, bored. Like, let's, maybe if we do this, we'll walk on set. And do, yeah. you know. But I mean, you're in there for the rest of your, you know, forever. Yeah. And you can it's show like, that to people. That's pretty funny. It's like shooting a bird in your yearbook picture somehow. You're <laughs> right, right. it in there. Uh, right. You know? Or uh, a lot of kids, uh, as of, you know, past 10 years probably, were quoting different stuff like they were like the office episode yeah. three season yeah. five 10 minutes and 37 seconds whatever and it you know if you go to that it says i'm gay <laughs> you know, so they come out in a certain way uh well after years of playing second fiddle to spongebob SquarePants, it looks like patrick star is getting his own show at nickelodeon nope don't like it you don't yeah. like it nope they're supposed nope. to be friends or they're, they're a duo well like batman uh, and robin I don't think he's leaving the other show. I think he's just getting his own show as well. So Unfair, Patrick. Not cool. Although I don't no. know. Uh, it's, it's going to be, be called the Patrick Star Show. Oh, yeah, boy. spinoffs never work. Yeah, especially not <laughs> well, with Patrick. And Well, because this has been going, like, SpongeBob has been around for so long. Like, everyone's just so accustomed to SpongeBob and Patrick. Now, if you take SpongeBob out of it and it's just Patrick, I feel like kids, like, it's just not going to work. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I yeah. also don't care. The only good spinoff is Frasier. Outside of that, you got nothing. Dude, Frasier is one of the greatest spinoffs yeah. of all time. And that's not true because uh, the Jeffersons was a spinoff mm-hmm. of All in the Family. Laverne yeah. and Shirley was a spinoff of Happy Days. That is true. There have been some very successful spinoffs, mm-hmm. but there also have been some that just totally tanked. And you're like, yeah, that doesn't work. You got to have the other people with you. But Frasier, if they brought Frasier back right now, I'd still watch it. Frasier yeah, Frasier such was such a great. good show. I love Niles. And you know, Frasier wasn't even supposed to be like a reoccurring character on uh, on Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. yeah, it just worked out. And then uh, what's his name? Cliff Clavin wasn't even a character that they had. They that kind of developed when that John Ratzenberg Ratzenberger Ratzenberg uh, auditioned, and I think he auditioned for Norm or something. I may be getting this wrong, but then he's he asked him. He goes, "Do you have like a bar know it all?" And they're like, "What are you talking?" He goes, "Every bar has you know a guy that sits on the edge of the bar, and knows everything, and you know thinks he's Mister Know It All and stuff." And they're like, <laughs> "Oh, that's a pretty good idea." So he became Cliff Clavin. That's pretty Cheers, good. Sir. All the old Cheers episodes are on Netflix. They still hold up. I'll yeah, watch those, great. and they they still make me laugh. Oh, that's such a good show. That was such a well written show. And yeah. really, that made NBC the big juggernaut because Thursday night, like, must-see TV, Cheers, uh, and then whenever Cheers left, they had Seinfeld that took over and then Friends. So their Thursday night was always, like, the biggest night of TV whenever you only had, you know, seven channels. (laughs) Uh, Does anybody want to – you know, Galvin, you probably don't care, but Gio and Carmen, do you have any idea when SpongeBob first came out? What year? 
I would say... 94, 95? I'm going to say 91. Guy, Geo is the closest. It came out May. First episode date is May 1st, 1999. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Seems like, well, I guess, you know, that's 20, 21 years. It is. I felt, I didn't know, I, I knew it was out. I would have said it had only been out for 10 years, a decade, but two, two whole decades plus one. So there huh. you go. Interesting. Uh, Metallica is going to be uh, hitting the road. Well, sort of. Metallica is doing drive-in theater concert on August 29th. It's going to be a pre-recorded uh, and presented on the screen and stuff. Here is uh, Lars Ulrich, Metallica's drummer, talking a little bit about it. As many of you know, we've not played together quite some time, actually, since the uh, SNM2 concerts last September. But that's all changing now as we're gearing up to record a live show, especially for you, just for you, that you can catch at your local drive-in theater later this month on Saturday, August 29th. Fifth members can get their tickets starting this Wednesday, August 12th. Everyone else, Friday, August 14th. Oh, and every ticket comes with four downloads of the upcoming S&M2 album release. Listen, I love Metallica, but I'm not paying a $115 fee for uh, six. Oh. To a car. You know, you yeah. can put six people in your car. First off, I don't want six people in my car. Secondly, <laughs> yeah. I'm not paying that much. I'll wait until a week later and I can get it online for free. For real. You know? I, I love how they sell, like, this amazing thing, this can't-miss event. Like, I just go to YouTube and type in Live Metallica. Right. And I just to watch any concert for hours. Yeah. And I just don't the, get the whole thing. Uh, I guess because of uh, um, Garth Brooks, who did that and actually made a lot of money off of it and I guess had a yeah. pretty good time with it and stuff. But, you know, at least they're trying to do something for their fans and be out there and, you know, have some new new material and stuff. So, I don't know. If you're a big Metallica fan, there you go. You can go to the drive-in and check it out. <laughs> uh, I got this news yesterday, and I was very excited about it. And then I uh, asked Spanish to point it to anything in the room, and I'll have sex with it. McGruber is officially back in action. Peacock, the new NBC streaming series, uh, uh, what is it called? company, I guess, uh, yes, has yeah. issued an eight-episode order for a McGruber series, which will see F uh, Will Forte reprise the uh, role that he started on Saturday Night Live and then made one of the best movies ever in the world, McGruber, and if you don't like it, I know that you're not funny and you don't have a sense of humor, <laughs> so stop stop tweeting at me and telling, oh, I thought it was great. Okay, well, now I know that you're not a funny person. That's it. Uh, the half-hour series is an adaptation of the 2010 feature film of the same name. It'll also be uh, directed by uh, that Jorma, I don't know how to say his last name, Tacone. Uh, of Lonely Island fame. So he's one of the guys oh. in Lonely Island. But he, he's one of the guys that wrote the original McGruber with Will Forte. Yeah. And uh, he uh, directed the film as well. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. I love <laughs> McGruber. Will Forte, to me, is one of the funniest guys in the world just looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, do something. Do anything. He makes me laugh so hard, mm. man. Oh, he's to me, he's very underrated. Like, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Oh, yeah. He had so many good characters on Saturday Night Live that you kind of just, that went by the wayside and stuff. He had uh, the pedophile. <laughs> Remember, he had a pedophile <laughs> that would have to tell people that he was moving into their neighborhood and stuff. He had another guy who was a, uh, he was running for, like, governor or something. But he would talk like this, and he'd be very quiet, and you couldn't understand him at all. It was just a bunch of dumb characters that I thought were hilarious. So the I'm looking forward to that. The first season of uh, Last Man on Earth 
yeah. was some of the funniest yeah. <laughs> so good. I've seen in my life. So and good. It, it, they kind of ran out of ideas after that, but Will Ferrell in that first season was so goddamn funny. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt and Catherine, Catherine uh, Schwarzenegger uh, had a baby girl. Doesn't oh. it seem? Does, yeah, doesn't it seem like he just broke up with that other chick? Yeah, Anna Ferris. Yeah. That was there. Yeah. Uh, are they married or no? Uh, I think they're yes. engaged. Are they married or are they just engaged? I think so because they're very. He's very Christian. Yeah, right. So yeah. They, look, doesn't um, it make you think though that she got pregnant? During all this, and that, that's why they got married. You know, like the old Christian Catholics used to do. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if that's the case, but I just this just made me think of like in the old days when you got a girl pregnant and you were Catholic, you were just like, no, we're getting married now. Yeah, you have to. Right? Uh, uh, so this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's first grandchild. So oh. they were married last year. Okay. And he, him and Anna Ferris uh, got divorced in 2018. So... Yeah. It was like he literally got divorced and then got married right? within a few months. Yeah. What the hell happened to Anna Ferris? Like, she uh, was in all the shows for a while in uh, movies, and now she's just kind of gone. Yeah. she not funny? <laughs> yeah. Well, what she the- was doing, and I don't know if it's still on, but she was doing that show Mother or Mom or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. With Alice and Janney. And I don't yeah, know I if that's still that. on or not. I don't have, think so. Have you guys seen the movie Just Friends? With dude, Ryan I was Reynolds, oh, just Anna about Ferris? to bring that up, dude. She, I mean, she is hilarious. <laughs> so in good. That. that movie is so funny. That's one of my favorite movies. She's great in there, but she <laughs> plays that character. It seems like she plays that character a lot. Yeah. You know, and that kind of real yeah. dumb out of it. Like, because yeah. wasn't she uh, House Bunny or whatever yes. that was? Yep. And yeah. the scary yeah. movies. House Bunny I saw recently with Karishma, and it, it, it still made me laugh. It, but it is just dumb. So, mom had went on for seven seasons. Is oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 It was released in 2013. Oh, so is it still on or did it end? I'm trying to see. Because it was seven, right seven seasons, 2020, and it may still be on. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of Catherine Schwarzenegger, which I thought it was just going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger with longer <laughs> hair. <laughs> uh, she's, she's very pretty. Uh. So it says the eighth season is supposed to come out this year, but it's probably going to come out next year wow. due to the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So she's still working. Yeah, but well, I I know the thing with them. Uh, I read something. The reason why they broke up is because she wanted to kind of stay at home and raise their son together. And this was when he just became Star Lord, and yeah. he was like, "Screw that! I'm going to go film movies and go, yeah. you know, further my career." And like, so that was where they really butted heads. <laughs> like, she wanted to kind of slow their careers down, yeah. and he was just taking off. Yeah, honey, I'm not staying home. I'm an Avenger. Like, right. Yeah. Let's get out of here. I just signed a 10-year deal worth millions. Shut up. And I'm in Jurassic Park. Screw you. Oh, I forgot about that. I Did forgot you ever see done. that uh, video clip of Chris Pratt when he was on um, uh, Parks and Rec? And it was like a uh, outtake where he pretends like the phone rings and he goes, Hello? Oh, hello, Mr. Spielberg. Sure, I would love to be in your new yes. Jurassic Park. And like <laughs> yeah. totally predicted that he was going to be yeah. in Jurassic Park. It was so funny. That's so crazy. And he's, but, he's like, chubby in there, you know, because he was yeah. just, like, yeah. this kind of chubby loser, and then he got uh, in great shape. I was going to say, it's really weird to look back on those park and rec days, and you see him, and he's all, like, puffy face. Goofy. All fat, yeah. and just, you know, bloated. And then you look at him now, and he's, like, eight-pack. I got to tell you, he was one of the funniest characters on there. He really was. That he's was, my favorite. That yeah. was... 
Parks and Rec, when it first came out, I go, okay, they're just trying to be The Office. Because it was like a fake <laughs> yeah. documentary about this thing. And it wasn't very good for the first couple seasons. And then guess who came in? Rob Lowe. That's right. <laughs> Rob Lowe came in and saved that whole thing. Uh, and uh, like from the third season on, Parks and Rec is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is selling his fully customized 2019 Cadillac Escalade for only $350,000. Uh, a lot of money for a car, but yeah. it uh, has like tons of stuff in it. It looks like it's a like a driving a family room. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, like has sofas in there and refrigerators. Did you see the picture? Else. You saw the picture yeah. of him in it. Yeah, yeah, he looks incredibly comfortable. And it looks like the chair reclines. Yeah, which I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's pretty cool. It, in my mind, it only plays the theme from Rocky. That's oh, the definitely. only thing that can yeah be on the stereo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys will be excited about this. At least I know Spanish well. There is a trailer out for the new Saved by the Bell, the oh. reboot that is uh, coming to Peacock. Peacock's getting everything. Yeah. Uh, there is even a joke in there about uh, Jesse Spano's infamous caffeine pill meltdown from the original <laughs> series. <laughs> oh, I remember that meltdown. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they're doing the reboot with any of the old characters, right? Because I know the main guy, Screech, is who I really want to see at this point because of all the porn and all the celebrity <laughs> fights he's been in. Right. Star. Yeah, just to uh, see him interact with all the other uh, people. Dustin Diamond. Dustin yes. Diamond. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, which he is our uh, our generation's Ron Jeremy. Oh, 100%. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yep. he seems like he would show up if you paid him just to be like, hey, we'll give you 100 bucks and buy your dinner. We just need you at a birthday party. You'd be like, all right, I'm there. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, I see the Joe show in the uh, trailer now for it, and they got some weird uh, well, Justin Diamond knockoff, and AC Slater is still in it. But they well, don't have a only, Kelly Kapowski, that's for sure. There's only two people from the original that are going to be a part of it. Yeah, oh, there she is. Yep, yeah. you're right. AC Good Slater girl. and uh, Showgirls. Yep. Oh, yeah, Showgirls. Oh, yeah. Do you think I'd ever forget movie. about that? Yeah. <laughs> when she pushes, uh, what's her name, down the stairs? Uh, Gina, Gina Gershon? Da- yeah, Gina Gershon, yeah, pushes her down the stairs. Woof. Uh, she does not look like she held up that well. I mean, she's not terrible, no. but also the thing she was showing, her forehead looks like a billboard. And you can't put her next to, I mean, A.C. Slater literally hasn't aged since his 20s. Right. So don't yeah. put her next to him ever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. H. Um, by the way, uh, if you were just tuning in, I got here late, so I'm just kind of scrolling, <laughs> <laughs> scrolling through news. Uh, so if you're like. You're doing great. Yeah. Uh, HBO is developing a documentary on George Carlin. That oh, be that'll be cool. Yeah, see, see some of the old stuff. So George Carlin, uh, who was around for a long time doing comedy, but when he started out, he would do comedy. He would come out in a what was that? Uh, come out wearing a suit and was like really normal, yeah, like a normal comic. And then he went the you know like hippie route. He became like kind of a you know stoner type guy. And then as he got older, uh, you know everybody. Uh, all the comedians are like, yeah, George Carlin, one of the best, Richard Pryor, you know, those guys. So. What, did, was he Was he always, did he always have that style of comedy, Galvin, where he was always doing like that crazy public com- or uh, social commentary? No, no, which he got into later because, okay. like I said, he was just a regular like set yeah. up punchline, set up punchline comedian and then became a character. He used to do a hippy-dippy weatherman and yeah. do like stuff like that. And then he kind of, he was still kind of... Uh, you know, cool stoner on that side, but then he was also a very intelligent guy and would do a lot of uh, social commenting yeah. and stuff in his stand-up, which was they all, say interesting. They're saying there's a cameo that he has in the new Bill and Ted movie. 
Oh, I oh love really? It. Yeah, that's the rumor. That they yeah. used they use old footage or they, they use something, but they say that he appears in the the new Bill and Ted movie. It's coming. He was out. Rufus. Rufus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rufus. Yeah. That was his name. Yeah, he's great. Uh, like so this is pretty unbelievable. But uh, Smash Mouth played a packed show at Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Now, I would not put bikers and Smash Mouth together. No, me neither. But apparently they dug it, and they were very <laughs> excited about Smash Mouth being there. Uh, they really are not caring about uh, COVID no. there because even uh, at one point, the lead singer from <laughs> Smash Mouth, Steve Harwell, uh, told the crowd, uh, told the crowd, F that COVID stuff. Oh, come on. No. Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. The crowd. Yeah. Not and look at that. Mask. Do you see any masks? No. <laughs> no. That's, that's a normal concert right there. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing about it, and I don't even know whether you guys will know, Gio will know this band. Do you guys remember a band called Trapped? Yes, oh, yeah. I do. Headstrong. Right. Yeah. Which was a huge song. Like that became a huge song. Whenever I used to work, uh, booking bands, I booked um, Trapped, Seether, wow. and Smile Empty Soul. Well, Seether yeah. was the biggest band at the time, but then Trapped put out that song, and it became huge, and they wound up, I had to flip them and have them headline because awesome. it just became so big. Well, anyways, the singer for Trapped, have you seen his social media? He is going nuts on social media and doing all this crazy stuff. Well, anyways, they played at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, I think the same day or the day before, and there was plenty of people there, just not at their show. They Aww. showed a picture, and there was like 20 people there, Aww. but then it's packed for Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. That has got to make you feel bad. Uh, that hurts I, a little bit. I'm, I'm sure at the same time you were doing Trap, we probably routed them through Tallahassee because we had them oh, for yeah. a show when I was working up there, and those guys, they had one hit on the radio, which was huge. Yep. They rolled it in town. They were complete dicks. They, they What? Were, they rolled in like they were Guns N' Roses, like the, the, <laughs> the demands and their tour manager. And I remember the time my partner's like, dude, you guys have got like one hit, like settle down, like relax. It's like, funny. They, didn't want to, it's, they weren't doing meet and greets and they were being dicks about it. And I was like, what is going on? It's funny that you say that because the way they rolled in, they thought that they were like too good to play the place that yep, we were at. Yeah. And I told them, I go, trust me, you're going to be happy with this crowd. So the guy was like all mm, standoffish. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. After the show, I went to see them to pay it. He was like a little kid. He was like, that was so great. Oh, my God. <laughs> All the girls and everything. He was super excited. And I was like, yeah, uh -huh. I know. Relax, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they played. They probably played over in, in Destin the night before, night after, because it was right around that time. They were just blowing up. And they. I just remember they were dicks. Yeah. Yeah. They knew it wasn't going to last very long, so they had to take advantage of it while it was hot. <laughs> yeah. They weren't that great live either. They weren't no? that great. No. Right. It's always amazing to me to see different bands, how they act and stuff. Usually it's the bands that could be like standoff and be like, we're superstars, are super cool. And yeah. then the bands that, have, like you said, have one song are like total douchebags. And you're like, guys, it's not going to last. <laughs> they think they're bigger than the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, just to let you know, one day you're going to be playing the same concert as Smash Mouth <laughs> and they're going to get a way bigger group yeah. of people to come and see them than you and are. You're probably going to catch the world. Deadliest virus to date. So Ugh, good luck. <laughs> terrible. Uh, I'm looking for something to close this news with because I do have some new music for you guys. Oh, but I gotta find it, and I don't know exactly where it is. It is a uh, cover song of uh, Michael Jackson. Okay, and it is a uh, different style 
doing Michael Jackson. Here it is. So this is new music. This is Michael Jackson's song, Bad, done by a bluegrass band. Okay. Yeah, take a listen to this. I can put his mind. I can tell you right. I just show your face in broad daylight. I'm telling you. I hate it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I don't like it at all because two things. One, it sounds like they're making fun of Michael Jackson. It's a little bit, a little bit. And two, it makes me feel like it's Weird Al. <laughs> yes, it does sound like Weird Which Al. Which Weird Al's uh, fat is yeah. great, you know, fat. great parody and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I like that. I, I dug it. I like the bluegrass. The ba- I, I love banjo, so I think banjo and Michael Jackson just makes me happy. Yeah, I like banjo, too. And I like whenever they take songs and make it, you know, a different style, bluegrass or whatever. I just don't like that version. Yeah. Uh. I got to tell you, Joe is showing uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk. He showed it when he did it for the first time. I know you and Mike just talked about this the other day. But it really, just see him do it really is absolutely amazing. Dude, when I saw him do that and I watched him do it live, whatever it was on the Grammys or I forget what it was on, it blew my mind. Yeah. You, I mean, because you think about now, you have all these different people, the yeah. Jabberwockies or whatever they're called. What <laughs> yes. are they called? That is it. That's Jabberwock- the name. That's you know, it. Jabberwockies. And they do all this acrobatic stuff and do all these crazy cool moves. Uh, back then, you know, I mean, you had great dance, you had James Brown and obviously all that, but to, to see him do that moonwalk, it was like, uh, what is he doing? You, yes, you how? And then to be able to figure it out and do it, you were like, oh my uh, God, but still nobody ever did it as good as him. No way, man. People try, even today, I like, uh, I know, uh, Ursher has done it or tried to do it. And, um, the guy that punched Brianna. Chris or Brown. Rihanna. Chris Brown, yeah. He has uh, done it a couple times. They get pretty close, but Michael Jackson is just amazing. He looks Chris like he's Brown. floating. No, but Chris Brown is an amazing dancer. He, I will say I agree. Yeah, I agree. He is amazing. But DK, have you seen him do the moonwalk? Do you think he could do the same moonwalk? Yeah. Oh, no, you're crazy. Crazy. I don't know. Was that even Michael Jackson or was that just some guy? That looked, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> that looked like some guy who was trying to pretend to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that is it for news. Uh, coming up next on the show, we will be talking with Dominic, Fer- Dominic Ferriello. Uh, so if you want to get some legal questions in, our phone numbers are 727-579-1025. Or one- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.